Welcome to A Higher Future in Healthcare, where we're exploring obstacles and solutions to healthcare's growing workforce demands. Tune in to hear from thought leaders as they share their perspectives on strategy, technology, AI, and people who are paving the way for transformative change. Hey, everybody, welcome back to A Higher Future in Healthcare. And we're in the middle of our special series on AI in healthcare, um, really focused on just clarifying a lot of the questions around AI that I know a lot of healthcare leaders have and, and putting new perspectives on, on AI um, and hopefully you know, giving people something more to think about before they just go and turn, flip the switch on a new AI system uh, that they don't really know anything about, right? Or they don't know how it's gonna impact uh, their business, their employees, their patients, their community, that sort of thing. Um, and so today I'm excited to have an old friend uh, back on the show, Beth Rudden. How are you, Beth? I'm great, Uvi. It's so great to be back and talking to you today. Awesome. Yeah, it's so great to see you again. And so tell us a little bit, I want you to, to uh, introduce yourself, talk a little bit about your background and what you're doing now, and then we're going to get into this conversation that I'm really excited about. Sure. Um, so I I have a background in building out old school artificial intelligence and information systems and analytics for large enterprise companies. And in 2022, in late 2022, I opened my own company called Bath AI. And Bath is really about changing the paradigm and the, the narrative for how we can use AI as a practical partner in our everyday life. And what we have been doing is I think there's so much to discover on how users and people, individuals are going to be changed by using artificial intelligence, as well as how we can utilize artificial intelligence that we really trust and that we want to understand where the data comes from and AI that can show its work and AI that can explain itself. And everything that we're doing in BAST is really building out artificial intelligence that 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 shows the human values of attribution and only using the compute that it needs in order to be able to to provide the right answer to the right question at the right time and the the story that that we're really trying to get people to think about is the fact that the the key to the promise of ai is hyperpersonalization and every individual has, you know, their own data that they've been, you know, pushing out into these, these systems in ways that has been sort of harvested without their consent or without, without their knowledge. And I'd love to invert that paradigm and, and show people what it's like to actually interact with an artificial intelligence that they can truly trust because it shows its work. It tells you where it gets its information from. It tells you why it's giving you the answer that it's giving you. And um, Ubi and I just had a lovely conversation about how we could utilize this, you know, not only in healthcare, but in the places where the people are closest to the problem. Those are the people that really need to be augmented with artificial intelligence so that we can really empower them to utilize an AI as a practical partner and get the majority of people on earth 
used to having an AI that shows its work, that yeah. really shows where the data is coming from to make sure that they know that they can trust it because that AI is trained on their protocols as a medic or their protocols as a construction worker. And that's super important to me because I think that we should be building software that expresses what we value as human beings. Mm. I mean, I just, oh, I love it. I love it. There's so many things in there. And I think what we wanted to focus on today was that trust factor because there, there is a lot of, um, I think, miscommunication, fear-mongering going on as, as it relates to AI. And people just don't have a true uh, understanding of the relationship that needs to be built between something like that, right? It's not just another software program. Um, or it shouldn't be anyway. Uh, and right. I, I, there's a quote you have on your website, in the front page of your website by Mark Cuban, which is where there is no transparency, there is extraordinary risk, which I think is very prudent, mm -hmm. especially for healthcare, right? Um, to your point, where is this information coming from? I mean, right now, sure, there's chat GPT and things like that, but are we sure? You know, like, yes, it's scraping the internet, but are we sure? Where is that information coming from? Why did the system surface that information? So, so how do we start to build a relationship with, our, with AI? How do we build that trust? So um, I think it's, you know, and I always really try to make this statement because people can't be curious or can't can easily conceive of something that is, is counter to the existing narrative that is out there. Mm -hmm. And so you can't be curious about things that you don't know about. So one of the things that I've been trying to, um, and, and we showcase with our technology is that you can have artificial intelligence that is able to say, well, here is the paragraph on the page and here's a picture of the page that you were asking about. And this is why I, I as the AI or why the AI gave you this page at this moment in time, because you asked this question with these words that were synonyms of this other word and this other concept. And that, it sounds excruciating <laughs> in the sense that you, you have yeah. all of this, like all of these, all of these like pieces that you have to kind of put together in yeah. order to be able to show all of the work. But the reason that we in BAST really started in, in education and healthcare, and we started in this vertical is because we're intrepid about going into a medical world that requires certainty and requires test, retest, reliability, and requires um, inspection of the work and auditability and all of those things. Because we really want, you know, the nurses, the providers, we want the medics to be able to trust this technology. Mm -hmm. And the only way to do that is to marry the deterministic models that we have and the old school models that we've been building for 20 plus years mm -hmm. with the new the new technology and put that together in a way that that really accelerates people's ability to rely on artificial intelligence that gives its references and mm -hmm. gives its attribution and 
then really provides the user the understanding that it understands what you're saying because it shows you the words that you use. And yeah. I gave you an example um, about 30 minutes ago, but you know, one of the harder things technically is to understand state or memory. Yeah. And how do you put that into an artificial intelligence? And that's a, that's a hard trick because that, that, that's typically in knowledge management or information systems. It's in a whole power or discipline that is not yet linked to the, the people who are building artificial intelligence models. So there are two, right. types, two different types of engineers. But what if in, in the AI that we're building is it says, well, Beth, you were asking these questions a couple weeks ago about your parent who is having this problem with their health. A new study has been surfaced. Here, here is the study. Would you like to, to see it and have the AI understand and be able to belay back to you what yeah. you put in as questions and data? And then connect that with new information. And that is achievable. It is possible. Yeah. And we are doing that yet because we're not we're not looking at AI as this social software that is learning and growing and changing as a result of your questions, of your interactions on a personal level. Yeah. And that's that's what I want people to think about is day one, you get a, a conversational AI. Day two, you're interacting with a conversational AI. Day three, the AI is analyzing the conversation. Day four, the AI is changed and adjusted based on mm -hmm. that conversation. And that's the type of, of continuous testing, continuous integration, continuous deployment, continuous understanding that we should have of an artificial intelligence is something that learns and grows with our interactions, not yes. with the cumulative interactions of, of data that is, is out there. And, and that's something that I, yeah. I really, I want people to think about. And I just, I, I think that we could be doing this in a very different way. Yeah, I, I I love it because a couple things there to me it one it's it's putting all of us in the driver's seat in, in terms of yes. building a relationship and you know because to your point there are a lot of AI driven software uh, platforms out there but they're only as good as who developed them right and so and that's where we get into a conversation about ethics and things like that right and we've seen failures where you know, for, for lack of a better description, you have a bunch of white dudes who made this AI that's now excluded all women from the, the you know, whatever it's analyzing resumes or whatever. We've seen that happen. And so this is now flipping it to your point and putting us in control. We're in control of our own data. And now we're able to develop a relationship in a way that we've never, I don't think we've done before or had the opportunity to do with technology which becomes really powerful because I think all of us would love the, to just have somebody, you know, in our ear who we could talk to um, that was like a friend or a family member, but not, you know, I think there's something, yeah, there's a comfort yeah. there where there's a separation there where it's, <laughs> they're not that close and they're not another human necessarily, but it's like that because 
because it gets me and and I can you know it, it can remember things like it and that's why I think this idea of it, this is such a, a an amazing way to shift the perspective on how we think of AIs is that that it, it is a relationship it should be right like that, that's okay. that's what you're trying to achieve I think to, yeah. to, to build a relationship you have to base that on trust to build trust yeah. you have to you have to earn it by showing your work and earn it yes. by saying you know or or in in conversation saying i understand what you're saying within the context of what you're saying mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that is something that we haven't seen and we haven't done yet and the the practical part of me is you know, just at this moment, our, our MVP is to say, well, we can showcase artificial intelligence that shows its work. And we can start by building people who have that and users who have that relationship with an AI that really, you know, not only shows its references, but shows why those references were surfaced. So that if a user is saying, okay, well, um, I, I need the answer to this question. And the AI gives them the answer. And then the user rephrases that question. And then the user doesn't interact with that AI anymore. The AI should know that it needs to do better because mm -hmm. it, it lost the engagement. And we don't have that facility today because people are, are doing you know, brute force methodologies of using end user feedback that is pretty dubious in nature by using like thumbs up and thumbs down. There's so much of a better way if you, you think about artificial intelligence as software that is growing and learning from your social interaction. Yeah. And it should respond to you in a similar way that we respond to other people that we are building relationship yeah. with. Yes, and I think that's that that's what's uh, what will be really powerful because I, everybody wants that individual interaction, right? They want to be treated. I'm a unique person, and I want to be communicated to as such. You know, we we see that in advertising, you know, and we expect that, even though this you know uh, this brand is trying to win over billions of people it's everybody wants to be talked to as an individual so why mm -hmm. not in this case too and but imagine the power of that um i mean let's i mean let's like just for a couple minutes more let's talk about like what does this look like in the future what does this look mm -hmm. like for um you know someone who's uh you know medical in the medical profession in a rural area right or what does this mm -hmm. look like in an emergency situation what, what are the possibilities so we've been, you know, playing around with this idea of, um, you know, filling the artificial intelligence with good information and then having the AI be able to answer questions within a particular domain and surface the right information at the right time without utilizing uh, internet connectivity to be able to increase mm -hmm. access. So, um, you know, if somebody is in a rural area and they nick an artery, then they need to raise their leg. You know, giving people that information that could be life-saving from an AI that can operate off the battery on your iPhone or operate on solar power. <laughs> and, you know, being able to distribute this knowledge and distribute it in a way that is, is conversational, where people can ask it a question 
And it can be either are framed for their particular environment or their particular region, you know, locality. There's so many things that we can do in order to, to specialize this knowledge. In order to really personalize, you know, we're, we're at the juncture as well that we know that our data that we're giving away when we play a stupid little game on Facebook or if we play, you know, or if we're interacting with Amazon, we're, we're giving away our data. We're not really receiving anything in return because that data is being used by a corporation in order to fundamentally outrage us or to engage us in their platform where they're really counting how much engagement time you're in the platform. But for what reason is to keep you engaged in the platform to sell you more things. There's such a better way to do that where if you look at um, the, you know, the, the science fiction of like Ender's Game or Young Ladies Illustrated Primer of where we're actually distributing knowledge and we can, you know, increase workforce mobility. And this is something that I am really interested in doing where we can give people, we can, first of all, open up the market of the workers to all of the people who probably already have the skills, but they don't have the language <laughs> in order yes. to know that they have the skills. And the, the example I use all the time is the mom who has four children under 10. She knows how to do conflict resolution. She knows how to do supply chain. She knows how to do logistics. She knows how to do all of these skills that employers need, but she might not have the language of why she has those skills. So why not have an artificial intelligence teaching children, teaching people that, that what they are learning is very valuable. And the, you know, you sort of ask what the future looks like in a medical situation. Years from now, we're not going to have people who have to be trained to read radiology reports because radiology reports will be a natural language that everybody can understand. We have to start thinking about what are these things that we have, you know, obscured with, with, with you know the the mentality that you need a four-year degree to interpret them like we need to start thinking about how we can push ai to the systems and push the models to the places that that need that type of interpretability and that type of transparency so that people can get the information without having to get a four-year degree to get the information that they need and that's a totally different paradigm than where, where we are today and really removes this, this, this need for these hierarchical institutions to be able to dole out the information. This is, yeah. this, this is knowledge that we can distribute in ways that we can't even conceive of because we don't necessarily have the language to be curious about how to ask about this information that we need. Yeah, oh man. Well, I, uh, I can't thank you enough, Beth, because this, uh, this conversation has just got me really excited. Like it's, it's given me a new perspective. And I think that's what we're trying to do is help people see this in a different light and understand the, the true power, not only of the technology, but of, of our, our people, our employees, our workforce, 
because they're, you know, we hold the key, I think is what you're really saying at the end of the day is we're that key to making this stuff, making this technology, making this, this, this relationship work with AI. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and that is pretty powerful. It still keeps us in control. Doesn't mean Skynet's coming, you know, (laughs) that's a whole other different conversation that we'll have another day. This one, the, this really gets me excited for the power uh, that we have to work with AI and, and really create something super powerful. So thank you very much for the conversation, for your time. Um, any, any last parting thoughts? <laughs> <clears throat> A parting thought for everyone. And this is something that I've been you know, informed by lots and lots of different amazing humans that are, are doing all this great work. AI is a reflection of the people who created it. Mm. We need a bigger, wider representation to really start to get to that promise of AI, which is hyper-personalization. So imagine a world where everybody understands how they can create their own artificial intelligence for themselves to express who they are. And that's going to change the paradigm. And I think that, you know, that that fear, that age, you know, that fear mongering that's out there, it is just simply a reflection of the people who are in control of the the few people who are in control of the the economics and the money of the AI, they have the most to lose. So of course they're afraid. So what if we distributed it? <laughs> we will not have that fear. We're going to have much more agency and human agency and how to utilize AI as a partner. I love it. Thank you, Beth. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in again. And um, yeah, something to think about. Thank you all. See you next time. Thank you. A Higher Future in Healthcare is a production of IIA Healthcare, a healthcare technology company and creators of Interview IA, an interview platform for healthcare organizations to streamline their interview processes to deliver unparalleled candidate experiences and to create a true competitive advantage for delivering quality care. Learn more at www.iiahealthcare.com.